1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
0: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630
1: Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team.
2: Rich shot, glove save! Mike Smith, a game
0: saver! And he got run over
1: by Zach Cassian. He's like one of those top teams and we're working our way to that level. Otter! David danced
2: around Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game! My message today is we're trying to win. One-timer score! Leon Dreis on the right circle!
0: No risk, no gain. And
2: now we're going to
0: have a goalie for action! This is NHL overtime! This is Ryan and Hopkins. This is, this is Leon is
1: This is Carmen Devin from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions north america wide yeah digitex does that D-I-G-I-T-E-X.ca. now bob stopper on the official radio station of your edmonton oilers Six thirty, 30 shed
0: from uh, the south side of Edmonton. This is Oilers now, and it is a historical day in terms of NHL history. You're probably smart enough if you're listening to a show called Oilers Now. you got a passion for hockey to know that this is the anniversary, 69 years ago today, that Bill Barilko scored in overtime against Montreal Canadiens netminder Jerry McNeil as the Maple Leafs won their fourth Stanley Cup in a span of five years. Uh, I know listening to the stories, times of uh, my uncles, they would regale me in how good the Maple Leafs uh, were in the late 1940s. Leafs winning the up in 47, 48, 49, 51, 1951 on a goal scored by Bill Barocco in overtime. And uh, then Barilko ended up going missing uh, in the uh – in a plane, uh, what turned out to be a plane crash where they did not discover his body until 1962. The song 50 Mission Cap by the legendary Tragically Hip, a song that's been played at every Maple Leafs warm-up, uh, for, jeez, I don't, know, since the song basically came out. And I think it was 1992 is when the song came out. And, uh, I know that if you, uh, go into, uh, and I've not actually been in the private players' lounge, but I've known a couple players that have. They've told me that the handwritten copy of Gord Downey's lyrics to this song uh, are actually in the uh, private players' lounge at the ACC. So uh, historical day in terms of NHL history. Great song from a great man. the Tragically Hip. For Edmonton Oilers fans, though, it's also a historic day. April 21st, 1988. Don Whitman with the call.
1: Suter
2: plays it in high off the
1: glass. Smith trying to pick it up in the corner. It comes close to Curry. Curry gets it ahead to Gretzky. Gretzky going in. Suter trying to get back. Gretzky with a score.
0: It's a shorthanded goal by Gretzky, and boy, When he was going down the wing you could see everything turning and he knew he had time and if you're looking for a well-placed shot it's it's hard to believe that a man could put a puck in from where he was. Arguably the greatest coach in NHL history, Scotty Bowman, with the color. I know that John uh, Shannon today picked up on a tweet that I put out earlier, uh, recognizing that today was the anniversary of the goal in 1988. For many of you, you probably know exactly where you were. I can tell you where I was. I was at Confederation Arena. It was Thursday night hockey with the boys back in the day. And uh, we had just completed our... Uh, our ice time which was like i don't know 7 30 to 9 or uh, 8 till 9 30 and a bunch of us were sitting listening to rod phillips do the play-by-play call and i remember because mark messier uh, took a penalty in overtime game was tied 4-4 about six minutes in the overtime period and i love mark messier mark messier was probably my second favorite oilers player of all time and i was very disappointed because mark played on an edge that ended up getting called and then the orders storm back with uh, about 15 seconds left in the calgary power play uh and gretzky rifles went home just a terrific goal one of the greatest goals not just in Oilers history but in nhl history i'm still uh i was a young gun on the the team that i was playing on at that time uh i know there's some edmonton business guys uh, harold ruse and phil shuchuk uh, they're both retired now that uh that I uh, were skating with us back at the time, and we just—I chuckled today. I sent that tweet out and heard back from those guys. We had a pretty good conversation of so 1988, and Wayne Gretzky scoring in overtime. One of Gretzky's four overtime goals. The Flames were really good. For those of you that you know maybe you're anybody but calgary at times you have to recognize when the opposition has a good team flames had finished uh the orders had won the 87 cup and we'll talk about 87 a lot on today's show orders had won the 87 cup but the flames had been the better team during the 87 88 regular season edmonton won game one in calgary uh it was a hard-fought 3-1 victory and then uh, a 5-4 overtime win in game two that gave them a stranglehold of the series and then they ended up uh, sweeping the flames with 4-2 victories and 6-4 victories back in Edmonton. And I remember, Essa Tikkanen, at the end of the 88 series, somebody had thrown a broom on the ice, and the fans were uh, chanting, sweep, sweep, sweep. And as only Essa Tikkanen could do, he took the broom and started sweeping on the ice. And it was just such a great, uh, mind job by on the b- behalf of uh ticket and, and something that you would absolutely expect. We're going to have fun on today's show. I uh, hope you're having as good a Tuesday as you possibly can. Uh, we'll tell you this Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Um, uh, We'll get into our Oilers Now audio vault today. Uh, we'll hear a bit from Wayne Gretzky, a bit from Alexander Ovechkin, even a clip from Ian Reed, who I used to work for a number of years ago. He was on Inside Sports last night uh, with Reed Wilkins. Some real challenges uh, coming up for the university moving forward, if and when we get back or out of COVID-19. Uh, we'll have uh, NHL today for Friends friends the Elite Promotional Marketing. Mark Spector will join us uh, from 12.30 until 1.30. Uh, Sportsnet is going to run the 1987 Stanley Cup Final, which was the first uh, Stanley Cup Final since 1971 that had gone the full seven games. That starts tonight on Sportsnet. We're going to talk to Spec a bit about that. We'll hit briefly on the U of A as well, some of the challenges they're going to have moving forward. And then... Dave Brown, who played for both the Flyers and the Oilers, uh, played for the Flyers in 87. I I will tell you, I wasn't very pleased with Dave when he grabbed Donnie Jackson at the end of the game and uh, fed him pretty badly. I was more upset at Brad Marsh after, who uh, Jackson got involved with. And Marsh laid a bit of a beat down on Donnie Jackson after he had already fought one of the two toughest guys in the league, Dave Brown, at that time. But I was a big Dave Brown fan when he came to Edmonton during the 89-90 season. Uh, so looking forward to having Dave Brown on the show today. He's doing some work currently for the Flyers organization. Edmonton Oil Kings made a couple trades yesterday. Brendan, S. Scott, is going to tell you a bit about that during our NHL Today segment, and we will have Oil Kings GM Kurt Hill join us on today's show as well. Here is how you get a hold of us. You can reach us at any time at the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, 780 63 Enjoy the new smoke-friendly expansion. Embers at the River Creek Resort Casino when we get back at it. Uh, you can text us at our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors ready for your pre-game warm-up. I'm at uh, Bob underscore Stauffer. Brendan Escott's back in the 630 Chat Studios at Brendan with two E's and Escott
2: with two T's. How are you doing, Brendan? Uh, holding her down here, Bob. I had to take a couple minutes out on the uh, patio we have here to enjoy some of the sunshine. I hope you get a chance to do the same today. It's beautiful out.
0: Well, it's beautiful out, and it makes me wonder. I mean, Edmonton has uh, had significantly lower rates uh, in the province of Alberta than Calgary right now. I know that Alberta is testing a storm, as we all know. Uh, it's it's interesting. Uh, Angela Merkel, who is uh, the chancellor of Germany, a scientist herself uh you know germany is being applauded for the direction they've done and it's been testing 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 that's been the key alberta right now per capita of the canadian provinces has tested the most uh, Alberta up over 105,000 tests, you know, uh, for 4.3 million people. BC, as an example, has talked to and told their citizens what a great job they're doing. They're at 5 million people in that province. They've done about 64,000 tests. So Alberta's done, you know, 40% more tests than British Columbia. Uh, the death totals in Alberta relative to other parts of the country right now, Alberta, uh, these are up to limited totals uh, from COVID-19. The province has 3.2 percent of the deaths in uh, canada uh, alberta has 11.6 percent of the population quebec right now 57 percent of the deaths and obviously uh the challenges that they're having in their old age homes uh, really is it's going to result in a significant change in terms of how things are done uh across the country because it has been a significantly uh, contributing factor to why canada's death totals have surged uh there is a. I would consider her certainly a, uh, a left of center uh, journal by the name of Nora Loretto, who uh, on every day is providing updates uh, on her account. And you can go to that. I, I always want to credit the source, rega- regardless of political affiliation. And uh, she's been updating the uh, death totals uh, from the old age homes and that sort of thing. It's just a, a sad state of affairs. But. Uh, Alberta's had a couple outbreaks, uh, one in Calgary, one in McLennan, Alberta, that have driven the totals up. I think as of yesterday, Dr. Dina Hinshaw said 38 of 59 people that had passed away in the province had come from old-age homes. So we've we've obviously got some work to do. Uh, That said, Edmonton and Winnipeg of the 31 cities in the National Hockey League uh, probably uh, would have – well, it's not probably. I would say almost certainly – Uh, would have the lowest uh, uh, totals of anybody in the National. And that may mean something down the road. We will wait and see. And that's part of our top story, uh, which is brought to you daily by Gray Rock Exteriors. Mother Nature wreaks havoc on your home. Book your free, no obligation inspection today. Visit grayrockexteriors.ca. And some of you are going to have a lot of extra time here over the next little while, and we're going to get out there. I mean, it's going up to 19 degrees today. Uh, I noticed a lot more people on the streets, and frankly, there's been an argument for some. That's part of the reason why Edmonton's numbers are down. I mean, Edmonton for, you know, the province is up around 2,900 positive cases, and that, you know, includes the ones that have already sort of... Uh, recovered from it. I think the province is suggesting that 1,200 of the 2,900 cases out there have recovered. Edmonton has only got 15% of those cases. Calgary's sitting at about 71% right now. So obviously Calgary hit a lot harder from COVID-19 than Alberta is. And I, it's got to be stated. Like the, the province is trying to get a handle of where there's been some challenges. Uh, Cargill's been a challenge near uh, High Prairie. And, uh, you know, they've tried to stay on it. And that is actually... Testing a lot of them, targeting the specific challenge areas. I Had somebody tell me today, very similar to the approach that Merkel had in Germany as well. All right, let's get into the orders now. Audio Vault. We had some awesome guests yesterday to discuss uh, EA Sports NHL 20 showcase, and uh, we're into the orders now. Audio Vault for Direct Workwear. We're safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at uh, DirectWorkwear.com. I put Wayne Gretzky on the spot yesterday about who's the greatest goal scorer of all time and you you could just see what a polite nice person Wayne is He had this response well listen
1: that's a it's a hard question huh. <laughs> yeah because there's so many good players you know I never really saw Mike bossy miss you got to have Brett Hull in the conversation. Eric Curry was pretty phenomenal himself. He didn't miss a whole lot of chances. Uh, Gordie Howe was Gordie Howe. But listen, what Alex is doing today in today's game uh, is pretty unique. Um, so there's no question if you start a conversation, who is the greatest goal scorer score ever, you can't leave Alex out of the conversation He's that good.
0: And we mentioned that Wayne is still number one all time at 894 goals. Ovechkin's basically 190 some behind him. Uh, will he get there? He could. I don't think there's any debate about that. For Alex Ovechkin, who was kind enough to join us on Oilers now as well, yesterday uh, it was all about uh, the team. It takes a team to win in the National Hockey League.
1: Yeah, it's very hard to win. It doesn't matter, you know, um, how good you are personally, but uh, you, you know, you have to have a uh the team uh, around you to uh help you to do that you know everybody have to be in the same cage everybody have to have to everybody have to know uh, their role and uh, you know um, it doesn't matter how many minutes uh, you're gonna play in the playoffs it's the uh, most important thing is uh we had to win and uh, you know try to uh uh win the series and uh, you know i think uh, uh sometimes in our team when uh it was a uh, uh, previous years so we don't have that kind of uh Structure. Uh, I don't know how to call it, but uh, you know, sometimes it wasn't not on the same page.
0: That's Alexander Ovechkin again. Uh, the uh, big challenge EA Sports EA Sports Twenty matchup takes place tomorrow night on the Washington Capitals Twitch channel. Is that what it's called? A Twitch
2: channel? Twitch. Twitch. It, it, it's a, this is for kids younger than myself I, at this point. I think, I think, uh, but video game streaming service, the same way that YouTube allows you to do the, something similar. All right. There you go. And, uh, there's, uh, I know we've tweeted out the fact
0: that there's a charitable component built into this for the Edmonton Food Bank as well. Now, last night on Inside Sports, which is currently running seven to eight each night. So, uh, 6.30 Chad can run the global news hour from six to seven. Uh, Reed Wilkins had Ian Reed. He's the athletic director, uh, second time he's been the athletic director at the U of A. Uh, I worked for both Ian Reed and Dale Shule at the University of Alberta. And they both did two stints as athletic directors at that school, uh, at the U of A. Uh, Ian's former boss at the U of A, Mike Mann, is the president of Lethbridge. Lethbridge announced yesterday they were dropping their hockey programs. Uh, I'm going to suggest to you, and this is something certainly Mark and myself really care about because we all spend time at the university and, uh, you know, we love those programs. They are going to go through a significant challenge. I know there was a piece. I, I want to get the pronunciation uh, right. Uh, Jerry Modonajay, is that how you pronounce the name? My apologies, Jerry, if I butchered your name. Uh, from uh, Post Media wrote a piece about the fact that the university could be $2.5 million uh, Uh, of their budget uh, wiped out moving forward here for their teams. Ian Reed, their athletic director was on last night with Reed Wilkins and he says he's seen athletic departments survive hardships like this
1: before. When I go back to when I started in athletics in, in the very early nineties, we had a situation where we didn't have enough funding to be able to run programs. And we, we just found ways uh, for, with community support and, and with volunteer coaches and, and just patching it together we found ways to run programs and and never cut programs in those days and and i don't i don't foresee us cutting programs uh, this year either but we will have to run them in a different way we will end up having to run them with some some either volunteer coaches or externally funded coaches or uh you know more money coming from development programs or donors or something but Right now, our plan is that we will run everything for this fiscal year, and then we'll uh, wait and see what happens in the future. But uh, for now, uh, my plan is that they'll look a little bit different, but we'll run them all.
0: Well, it's interesting Ian says that uh, because actually they did cut a program in 1991, and the program they cut was football. And Jim Donlevy had been coaching the uh, football program uh, they announced that they were going to cut football, and then the community banded together and brought in Tom Wilkinson uh, to coach the football team. That actually would have been 19, I think it would have been a 90-91 year, uh, school year, uh, because uh, Wilkie would have started in 1991 uh, with his uh, first season coach of the program. Tom coached the team from 91 until 2000. Uh, I did Tom's games during the 1991 fall season and then worked with tom again in 99 and 2000 uh i haven't had a chance to talk to tom lately but i will tell you this like wayne gretzky uh a really uh, you know i mean tom was a great cfl player but like wayne gretzky just a terrific person like just a great guy great man all right uh to uh, nhl to the, and basically what happened is the community stepped up and helps uh, assist in uh, saving the golden bears football program at that time i don't know what uh, ian reed's going to do but there's going to be a lot of challenges there's a lot more programs there and a lot more programs that don't make uh any money at all uh and they've also changed the complexion i mean look at summer camps i mean you have to think that summer camps are going to be if not cut totally consistently down this year across the country for kids out there because of covid 19 and for athletic programs that rely on that uh, money coming in it's going to be a further challenge to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing, building tailored-branded programs where your order is done on time every time. Elite Promotional Marketing and back at the 630 Jed Studios. Here's Brendan Escott. Well,
2: the Canadians signed 26-year-old goaltender Vasily Demchenko to a one-year, two-way entry-level contract. It's worth just 700000 at the NHL level. He debuted in the KHL in 2011. That's where he's played ever since. And hey, remember yesterday when I told you that Mikhail Greg- Gregorenko had signed with The league has nixed that contract, saying it doesn't conform to the collective bargaining agreement. Um, I read the section that was violated. It wasn't super clear, but what we do know is that basically the same deal can be signed on July 1st, uh, if that's when the next year starts. WHL Awards announced this morning ahead of tomorrow's uh, Bantam draft, and it was Lethbridge forward Dylan Cousins taking home Eastern Conference Player of the Year. He had 38 goals and 85 points in just 51 games, of course, adding nine more at the World Juniors for Canada. But specifically with the Oil Kings, you mentioned it, Bob. A couple of trades yesterday in advance of the Bantam Draft, they picked up 20-year-old Cade Oliver. He's a centerman from the Victoria Royals. That was in exchange for Jackson Alexander, the rear guard, and a third rounder. Uh, And then later on yesterday afternoon, 19-year-old Davis, uh, David Cope went to Kelowna for a 2023 fourth rounder. All right, good stuff. Uh,
0: there you have it again. We'll have Kurt Hill coming up at one35 uh, ish today. Mark Spector will join us at twelve thirty-five. Off to a global news, weather, traffic update, more on the COVID nineteen pandemic with Eileen Bell. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad.